0: And more sound effects on top of sound effects That is me Hello, welcome to my Blurred Opinion And welcome to episode 185 Alright everybody, we are back again Um Again... I like to tell people where I find people, which is in this case once again is Podmatch. Um, I've been finding some people in other places as well lately, like TikTok and things. But uh, Podmatch, I I I need to go back and see how many people I found off of there. But really, seriously, if you're if you're just looking to be on a podcast or you're looking to um, find guests, please please check it out. Uh, But I I was just kind of going through every so often. I go to the keywords and I'll type in certain things, whether it's disability or whatever. And she just popped up because she's new. And so I, every so, so often I'll re, like refresh it to just see if anyone new shows up in the uh, little queue there or whatever you want to call it. And so I go, okay. I reached out to her. I, I saw her story. And there's a lot, a lot of layers to it. Um, obviously, a lot of it has to do with her and her daughter. Um, and I, I always love to, because you know, there, there, there's some people you can't have on the show, unfortunately, because of, how much their disability affects them, especially when it comes to like mental disabilities. And it's unfortunate, but that's why you have to find the next best thing. And a parent is the closest thing to that, uh, which we've had on here multiple times. And, um, but at the same time, as we have the parents on, we, you know, we're still fighting for those. And I mean, me and anybody have on, like, we're still fighting for the people who can't conversate because we have to protect each other. And that's, why the disability community has always been so frustrating to me because we don't support each other enough and we don't love each other enough and we don't like we don't come together enough to where we you know accept each other all as one big group. We tend to kind of shy away from it and go into our own little corner like in my case, I'm supposed to be the eye department. But I hate that because I don't I don't see why because I you know I see the struggle that people go with go through in, in every department, whether it's the eyes, ears, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, and so we're, we're going to just delve into this one here because, you know, I, I think it's important to, one, hear their story, but just I think it can help a lot of people in many different areas. Uh, so you want to, you know, tell us your name and maybe a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure.
2: Well, I'm Bina Gachione. I'm 57 years old. I live in Arizona, and I live with my daughter, uh, Jalen, who's 16. And I, I just want to first say thank you so much. CJ, for having me on, sure. and I just really appreciate what you've done in creating a space for people with challenges. I, I appreciate that very much. Anytime. So I have to say, um, yeah, I I know you know about my daughter's issues, but I'm going to kind of go back a little farther, if that's okay. No, no, yeah, just because um, I know they don't okay. know, so yeah, please. Okay, and I just want to say with-
0: that picture you guys mm-hmm. have on that linky, you sent You guys are very adorable together.
2: Oh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, um, I didn't even know there was the whole world of people with challenges, you know, outside the, quote, norm. Um, that is until I was thrust into it. So uh, I'm, I'm referring to my my situation with my daughter, which I'll get to. Sure.
1: Um,
2: but prior to that, when I was young, uh, it started, you know, when I was 22, um, I quite suddenly became ill. Um, I was needing to sleep for up to 16 hours a day and always feeling exhausted. Uh, So, of course, I I went to the doctors. They could not find any problems. Uh, All the testing was done, and they told me it was all in my head. And so they tried to prescribe antidepressants uh, for me. So this, way back in the 80s, this is what began my journey into natural health and nutrition. I was trying to help myself. So within a few years of that, uh, the, the chronic sleeping kind of switched over to no sleep at all and um, I was always trying new things anything I could find there wasn't a lot uh, back then no internet um, very few alternative doctors but anything I found I tried but I basically just learned to push through life you know I I worked I raised kids and all the rest but always the exhaustion uh, was there And uh, more symptoms came upon me as time went on. I I had chronic pain throughout my body, lots of anxiety. Uh, Every single day, and this was one of my biggest challenges, around midday, this what I call black cloud would come over me. And within minutes, I felt like my brain would shut down. I would have to lie down. And I'd instantly fall into a deep sleep. And I would wake up in five to ten minutes. I called this. Uh, my crash and it happened every single day I had to plan every day around this thing Uh, one of the hardest things was taking my kids to field trips I'd have to sneak out to my car when it would happen Uh, and if I happened to be driving I'd have to pull over right away so I learned to manage it Um, I pushed through I, I took tons of caffeine just to push through the days which was horrible for me I know my adrenals were exhausted. My nervous system eventually um, became stuck in fight-or-flight mode for me. Um, and, you know, this was my life for the last 30 years. However, last year, I think because of COVID, all the things I normally did to maintain were no longer working for me. So by the end of the year, I was I was becoming very concerned. I'm a single mother, and Jalen is... Um, um, then quite the challenge from the beginning. Uh, it's not her fault, she can't help it, but no, no, challenging sure. nonetheless, right? Yeah, so in December, an old friend of mine who I hadn't seen in 15 years now, this is last year she sent me some information about this wearable phototherapy product that activates cells, and this, these cells can turn into whatever cells are needed in the body to be repaired or regenerated. So I wondered, you know, where has this been? Why haven't I seen this? Because I try to stay on top of everything that comes out. And I, I try everything that comes out on me and my daughter. So I Googled it. And the first thing I saw was a mother uh, describing what this had done for her special needs son. So right away, I ordered it for my daughter. Um, I was, you know, there were no drugs in it. Um, it was non-invasive. So, you know, I thought we're going to try this. Uh, it's. Uh, there's nothing going into your body, it's just basically light stimulating your skin so I thought, well, after hearing what that mother said, it did for her child I thought, I gotta try this so I did, I put it on me as well but I wasn't really expecting much for me, um, I was mainly looking, you know, for any kind of improvement for my daughter so now, I'll tell you about Galen she's 16, she was born with a rare genetic disorder and from the beginning, she had significant developmental delays in all areas. So she also had severe ADHD, and her body never stopped moving and twitching even during sleep, and this is from the time she was born.
0: Yeah, I so wanted, can I say something real quick? Cause sure. Because one yeah. of the things you were talking about earlier, when it comes to like how you were kind of just kind of keeping yourself together with caffeine and whatnot, like I. I always just, man, I always feel for those people. And, I, and I've kind of been in that position and well with, with uh, supplements and things where it's just so much is going on because, like, life just, like, never stops. But, like, you right. kind of want it to because you need to heal. You need to, you know, physically right. heal, mentally heal. And you need to just kind of take in what is happening. But because life continues hmm. to move so quickly... And and like, like, you can't just stop paying your bills. You can't just stop showering. Mm-hmm. You can't stop doing all the Think things care that you need. You to, right, and so right. so you're just kind of gluing yourself back together. You're just sometimes mm-hmm. with just tape, and you're just hoping oh, yeah. to God that you can just make it through the day with
1: coffee, mm-hmm. or
0: you know, some people obviously get into pills and and all kind of other things, mm-hmm. and it's it's you know, with my mom being a nurse, I mean, I've had her on the show because, you know, what it's like to tell, she told part of my story, but also what it's like to be a nurse during COVID. And, um, Mm. you know, we talked about like how many nurses, not her, but how many nurses get into drugs, like pills and stuff they end up taking from the hospital or just getting into in their own life because, you know, they pull their back out at work because they're lifting some Mm -hmm. heavy man and then mm-hmm. now it's like, but they can't just like take off work. They have to keep going. Right. Or they can lose their job. And so right. they, they just keep shoving down pills and, and pushing through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just pushing through. And, and as much as that sounds awful at the same time, like there is a certain amount of like inner strength. And that is like the fight or flight where you just keep pushing, you keep fighting mm-hmm. and you keep going. Right. And it's so many people are doing that nowadays. It's really rough. Well,
2: It's so, it's so true. You know, I, I didn't know what the alternative would be. Give up? What do you do? You know, life like you said, life keeps going. I have to function. You know, I, I was doing all the natural stuff. I was doing all every therapy I could find. I was doing everything I needed, knew to do for myself. And yet, you know, it wasn't enough to be able to get through the day and do all that I needed to do during the day. So I knew caffeine was terrible for my adrenals, right? It makes you more exhausted, actually. And yet I had to. I had to. And so then I'd be so wired up and, you know, you're just exhausted. So your mind never really feels rested, yeah. but you've been able to keep going. And so then, you know, by the end of the day, then you need something to kind of like settle down. Right. I mean, it's just a vicious cycle. It's terrible. It's terrible.
0: Yeah. You crash and really hard off of yeah, caffeine. You, yeah.
2: yeah. It's uh, it's. And you know, it's going to happen and you know what's going to happen the next day. And, you know, it's going to be a rough night trying to sleep. And you know how exhausted you're going to get up in the morning, but you just have to keep going, right? So oh, that's yeah. that's what pe- people do. And I know, you know, so many of us are self medicating, you know, just to just to get by, just yeah. to to get through the days. Yeah. And I have a lot of compassion for people, you know, because I, I I understand, I seriously do.
0: And that's kind of how I kind of started, you know, inviting people on who are also got into addiction, because though I've never exactly. done drugs in my life. I have an mm-hmm. addictive personality. I remember with video games and things, and I would just keep playing and playing and playing. I didn't care if my eyes were bulging out of my eyes, yeah, my face. I, I'm my eyes are red and already bad enough, Aww. and I'm just playing and playing. I'm just like, what am I doing? I don't I don't right. play much anymore. But like, it's just I know I have an addictive personality. I know I've taken many medications in my life, and obviously, medication mm-hmm. is one of the things that almost killed me. What caused mm-hmm. all this in the first place? An allergic mm-hmm. reaction, but yeah it's you know I remember having um I took a a monster one of those monster energy drinks and I don't drink mm-hmm. that stuff I hate that kind of stuff and I'm not saying I'm the most healthy person but I don't mm-hmm. that kind of is just too yeah. much sugar for me and it's like mm-hmm. you either like that stuff or you don't and my friend he'll yeah. drink like three or four in a day no problem and I drank oh one my and I downed it I wasn't a fan of it. it was one of the better tasting ones but it was still disgusting and I was like all right I'll down it I drank it and I was like on a, like a high for like 12 Mm -hmm. hours, but when I, it
2: was like doing a drug. I bet your heart was pounding.
0: Oh yeah. I I felt good Mm -hmm. to be, to be honest, but then oh
2: you had lots of energy. Yeah. But when I got home
0: and all of a sudden it was just like instantly, like I needed to just be Mm -hmm. in a coma for a week because it was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. I am exhausted. Mm -hmm. Like I actually, and again, technically right. I did work that day and I did bowl that day, but it was like, it almost felt like I was like working in a coal mine and you know, like yeah. I really did something that physical. And, and no, I just, I just literally, I, as soon as mm-hmm. I got home, I think I was trying to eat something and I just like, I'm not finishing this. And I just, I just laid in my bed and passed out.
1: Mm,
2: yeah. Can you imagine doing that every single day? Yeah. It's extremely addictive. I'm sure. And so it gets to the point. So it's like drugs, you know, the first time or two you do some drugs, it feels so good, yeah. you know, and then it doesn't feel so good. You need to do more to you kind of feel that bad again, right? Feel that good again. And then it, it just traps you because it, it it doesn't ever feel that good again. But yet you feel so horrible if you're not doing it. So, see, I have a background with that, too. I know all about that. So, yeah, I I totally hear what you're saying. And those energy drinks, they are. They are just really powerful and really hard on your heart. Oh, I know. I I mean, when people do these things, you know, there's going to come a time uh, when there's a price to pay. You can't do this stuff to your body and have it not affect your body. And when you're young, you know, you can get away with it for some time. But you ever notice how everybody in their 50s and 60s and even in their 40s, you know, they're all starting to have the same kinds of issues. And they have to get on meds, and then one thing leads to another, and ugh, you know it's a vicious cycle.
0: Yeah, for sure, it really
2: is. Things have to turn around here, and they have for me. That's why I am so passionate, you know, and and desire so much to get our story out because I I know I know this is this can help, this can help people. Okay, so anyway, thank you yeah, again. No, no, you're fine. Yeah,
0: now please go back yeah, into your can daughter. I yes.
2: <laughs> okay. All right. So this is my little girl, she's 16, and um, a therapist once told me that I should imagine myself driving a car going 100 miles an hour with no brakes. And she told me that's how Jalen's brain feels all the time. And that just really impacted me. You know,
0: because... It's a very vivid image. I have image. To tell you,
2: tell you being, being the mother of a child like this, you know, really, it's called survival, TJ. And that's where I was besides my own health issues that made regular life so incredibly hard. Now I had this child that I didn't even have till I was 41. And I'm telling you, I thought, you know, God, I know that you don't give us more than we can bear. But, you know, but <laughs> uh, he's going to test. Don't know. You. I don't know what, what, what you were thinking here. You know, uh, I don't know if I'm the best. Mom, in fact, I'm sure I'm not the best mom for Jalen. Somebody else could do so much better, but um, you know, I did my best. I've always done my best uh, with her, and by God's grace, you know, here we're still here. And um, so, my little one, you know, she could just never stop, basically running. She couldn't, she couldn't focus. She couldn't, she couldn't really listen to you um, because her brain was going too fast. Um, she also had six to eight seizures per year. And, um, oh, that, you know, those were very, very scary because they don't, they're not just an episode and then they're over. It can affect her for weeks, you know, so many trips to the hospital. And, and and they were getting worse with new symptoms from these seizures each time. And I never knew, you know, is is this one going to be something that I never knew. There was always that, fear that this could be something worse than we've ever experienced.
0: So Yeah, my sister used to have anyway, seizures. That was and it was it was hard. Niece. My sister used to have really bad seizures. Hers were more she would just kind of be stuck in place and wherever she was, she would just fall. So like I one time saw her on the steps and she just fell like she was going up. She was made it to like the third step and then she just paused and then fell backwards. Um, now wow. she, as far as I know She doesn't have them anymore uh, She went through many different little procedures yeah. She had that whole thing Some they,
2: kids will Yeah some kids will grow out of them I guess
0: Yeah she, hers weren't like where you get really bad shakes And it didn't cause a lot of Really bad damage Yeah, Jalen, Yeah
2: Jalen's were not that type either The convulsive type But hers were very very scary um, uh, her, her body would go numb She just Like half her body would go numb They actually Um and she'd collapse and like half of her mouth wouldn't move. They treated her for a stroke once. I mean, they couldn't believe it. They sent her to the stroke section of the hospital. They uh, said, we've never seen this in a child, but she's displaying all the symptoms of a stroke.
0: So like half and her she, body would just like go through like a, some sort of paralysis?
2: Yes, paralysis. Exactly. And she couldn't talk and she couldn't answer questions. And, you know, she had ticks and um, just all kinds of really scary things. And she would... She would vomit. She'd just vomit for, you know, it could be up to 24 hours, never stopping and just crying and in pain because of the pain in her head. And she'd just be begging me to make it stop. And I just can't tell you how, um, you know, that feels as a mother.
0: I was going to ask you that, because the reason why this story is somewhat parallel to mine is because I, I put I could put myself in my mom's shoes. I've been there where she saw me nearly dying and, you know. Oh, no skin There's and nothing worse There's nothing worse
2: For a mother
0: oh. Yeah They're telling her That nothing. you know Your son's gonna die And she has to Deal with that And then with that She also has to try To keep me going And you know Once right. I finally come out Of that And it's like Okay he's gonna live But what kind of life Is he gonna live Now obviously for her It's much worse than mine But you know, it still was just like who we didn't know how my skin was gonna grow back. We didn't know, obviously, the eyes and all these different things. And you know, who who all knows the all unknown. the yeah? We because I ended up they had to take my gallbladder out and all these things had to be removed. So we didn't know what kind of what I was gonna be. Um, and luckily, right. I guess I turned out okay. But um, but yeah, what is that oh, like you for didn't a mother? Know
2: that. Your mom didn't know that. That's right.
0: Yeah. So what is that is like for that a mother could... to be on a sideline where you almost feel helpless because you're not the doctor? You can't mm-hmm. actually physically help her. So like. How does that feel mm. for you? Mm. It's devastating.
2: And yet I could never let her see that in my face. Right. Sure. I had to be reassuring because she was scared when these things would come upon her. She's extremely happy all the time. Um, but when these things would come upon her, she'd feel them coming on. And I knew it was happening because she had this look of fear in her face. That's the only time in her life she ever had that look. She's, mom, mom, you know. My hand feels funny. And then she, then there were times where she couldn't see it all. I can't see anything. Like, she'd go blind. Wow. And, you know, I never knew. I just never knew uh, how bad is this thing going to get. They were progressively getting worse. Um, but anyway, let me tell you the rest of the story. <laughs> That's a really wonderful, uh, it's, not end, it's not the ending, but there, there was a transformation that took place at the beginning of the year. So, shall I continue? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, Okay. So um, our life before January was extremely challenging. Um, I could never, never leave her unsupervised. Uh, she just had no, she had a very, like her brain was operating at like a three-year-old. And so, you know, imagine a toddler that you have to have eyes on at all times, but in a, in a 16-year-old body, right? right it's right. tough, because she can do things. Um, She would sneak out the windows. Uh, She was constantly trying to do things that she really, she didn't have the ability to do. She didn't have the coordination and she she didn't know, um, you know, she had no sense that things were dangerous. Uh, One night I was asleep and all of a sudden I heard screaming and I run outside of my room and she's running in from the garage screaming and i see like there are car lights out there i didn't know what was going on well running to her and she was just crying and she was hysterical but she was okay so i ran out to see what are these car lights and she had taken my keys and opened the garage door and backed the car out and then she must have panicked um the the car was in neutral and it was running with the lights on and the door was open so she jumped out of the car And she ran in the house. Now, this is terrifying. Uh, When I was uh, about 19 years old, my best friend's uh, little child at three years old had a similar thing happen. Was in a car that that was running, got out of the car, and the car backed over the the child, the three-year-old. And he died. And, you know, I mean, this just struck such fear in me. This was last year, and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, how are we going to survive this? It's just getting harder and harder. So then, you know, more measures, more safety measures, um, everything on lockdown, alarms, cameras, you know, just I just keep adding things. And as she's getting bigger and wanting to do more things, you know, because she wants to do everything she sees other people doing. Yeah. And yet she can't. Yeah. Um, so it's just getting really concerning. Yeah. Um, So she had to be told everything to do, everything to do, every single time, including, like, wash your hands, close the door, wash the toilet. She fought me on everything. When I say she was happy all the time, she was happy with everybody else. But with me, she fought me. Uh, She was very combative. Uh, She kept breaking things when she was upset. Um, So managing all of that uh, was tough. If I, if I got, you know, if I overpowered her too much, it it, it would, it would just escalate. You know, i was constantly trying to figure out ways to calm her down, get back into a calmer state. Uh, So one of the other big challenges uh, was that, and still is, that she has no sense of stranger danger. And she's extremely social, loves people. Like I said, everybody but me. So, yeah, if the doorbell rang, she'd run to it and open up the door. You know, I mean, this is a basic thing you teach your kids. You know, we don't open the door for strangers, right? But no matter how many times, thousands of times i told her that, she would do that. So we have a gate. Um, we live on a little farm. And so, you know, people drive up to the gate. Delivery drivers drive up to the gate. If she would see anybody drive up to the gate, she would run to the gate. Well, you know how dangerous this is in this world today? Say, yeah. hey, I live in this great big city where uh, you don't want to do that. Um, we'd be in the store. Uh, anywhere in public, and she would just pull away from me and go hug people, strangers, hmm. just hug them. So it was just hard to even take her out. And, um, you know, and yet she needs to be out. So we just had a, a lot of challenges. She's also, I've always had her in a lot of activities, but I always had to be right there. I had to be right there. So just coaching her all, all along the way, you know, not to get into people's space, you know, keep your hands, you know, no hugging, you know, just this kind of thing. So uh, bedtime was also very challenging because she would constantly get up and wander around, go outside, um, and I could not go to sleep or I could not even think about resting until I knew she was asleep. It's gotta and be, we still had the danger of her getting up.
0: It's got to be frustrating because you almost have to kind of treat her like a prisoner.
2: I know. And believe me, she's getting older and she's going through puberty And she doesn't want to be treated like that, you know, because part of her brain is functioning, you know, knows that she's older and she's resisting that, you know, authority and being told what to do. So she's, you know, just resisting me with everything, everything. And yet she didn't have the ability, you know, to make most decisions and to regulate because she couldn't understand that something could be dangerous for her. And she never she didn't know how to stop. There was a part of her brain that that didn't have that. So, yeah it's very challenging and I couldn't even allow myself to think about the future. I mm-hmm. was just like day by day, day by day. But if I ever thought stop, stopped to think, you know, what, what's going to happen, you know, in 10 years or five years, uh, I just couldn't, I just couldn't go there. So uh, with her doing this all night, not being able to sleep and then finally going to sleep, uh, she'd be up at the crack of dawn. Like that's the one thing that never kicked in as a teenager. You know, teenagers like, to sleep they they like to sleep till noon that's my other kids did but not jaylen she's up at the crack of dawn all right so this is a little bit about some of our just daily challenges in life so we started this new product in january and now i'm going to tell you what happened okay since then so here's here's where kids good okay um good. she's homeschooled i homeschool her here because i've never been able to find a school that works you know for her we've tried many um, she has a tutor that comes in a couple of times a week. And on those days I have to give her, um, or I did have to give her ABD meds. So I, I, I'm not a big drug, you know, person. And I would only give her the meds when she absolutely needed it. On a, those days she could not, you know, she could not sit with a tutor and work if she didn't have her meds. So I was about nine one morning. She'd been on this part for a couple of weeks and, um, typically I have to go find her, you know, she's out with the animal, she's not dressed, and he's going to be here, and, you know, we, we start fighting over, you know, you got to get in here and get dressed, get your hair brushed, and, you know, she fights with me, that's our typical morning, but at this day, I found her sitting at the table, she had her books all spread out, ready for the tutor, she had made herself a snack, she had made herself a drink, and she was sitting there reading a book, Okay. So I just stopped dead in my tracks because not one of those things had ever happened. And this is how strange things happen. One single day, this is what I walked in on and she didn't see me because she was reading a book and I had never seen her read a book on her own. She can read, but you have to force her to read, you know, you have to insist she reads and then she'll only read if somebody's reading with her. Um, but there she was. So I just observed her and her body was perfectly calm there was no moving. There was no shaking, twitching, none of that. That's another thing I had never seen. And I just went, whoa, you know. So I said to myself, all right, Tudor's going to be here in half an hour. This is going to be a good test, right? He worked with her for three hours. Um, we'll just see if he says anything to me, you know, after the session. So I didn't say anything to him. But after that session that day, uh, he got down to the gate and he texted me. And he said that her constant, Jalen's concentration was great in big letters. She was very willing to try new things. And he had never given me feedback. He had never given me any feedback that he had to stop and tell me that this day. And she was not on her meds. So this was totally not normal. So when he came back a few days later, I told him. I said, hey, she wasn't on her meds. And he goes, what's going on? And so I told him, and he goes, I want to do another math test. And he said the best she's ever done is 51 out of 100. Um, I said please do. You know this will be a good test to see what's happening. And so he did that math test with her that day, and she got 100 out of 100. Uh-huh. And he said her speed was greatly increased. So that was in January, and Jalen has had no meds since January. We don't we don't do them anymore. She doesn't need them anymore. <laughs> so, um. In January, prior to you know starting on these products, she had had a big re reass- um, an assessment where um, it assessed not only where she was academically but her logic, her processing, like a rounded, a well-rounded assessment. She scored 90, which put her at a kindergarten level. So that was in January. Five weeks after uh, she started on these products, we decided to do another assessment. She scored 300 which put her at an upper third grade, lower fourth grade level.
1: Huge improvement.
2: Dramatic, absolutely dramatic. I mean, from kindergarten level to upper third grade, lower fourth grade level. And it's just that her brain was processing in ways that it could not before. So um, some of the things that have changed uh, since then is I can go to bed at night. I can even leave her up. She doesn't need 24-7 supervision. Um, I just tell her, you know, turn everything off when you go to bed. I see in the morning. She she is able to do that. She does that. That's just, you know, major, major. Um, This all happened around spring break here. And Jalen attended rock climbing camp for a whole week, Monday through Friday, 9 to 4. And these were typical kids, not special needs kids. And I was able to leave her there. See, she was already in rock climbing, but I had to be right there with her. And she was able to attend that camp, and she she had no problems whatsoever. She's totally taken responsibility for her chores. Like, she just got busy taking care of the animals, cleaning a room. She took an interest in her appearance, which she, she I don't even think she ever thought about that before. It didn't enter her mind. Like, it wouldn't to a toddler, you know? But mm-hmm. now she's thinking about how she looks. Um, she's behaving more age appropriately. She even recently told me that I was embarrassing her.
1: That's hmm. like <laughs> is very age
2: appropriate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's
2: right. We've had no combative episodes since then. She, none of that. It's all, that's done. We haven't had any seizures. We haven't had any, any seizures, seizures. And she sleeps in. She sleeps in. So our lives have just completely changed. And I'm still, this was the beginning of the year. And I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it because it just all happened so suddenly. And, um, you know, I mean, I can't imagine ever going back to the way it was, but still, it's just still hard for me to believe what has happened. She's learning things she couldn't learn before. She started piano lessons. She started ballet. Um, Before, she could do very simple addition and subtraction. Now she's doing multiplication and fractions. Um, She could never master money before. Um, we were always working on it because I thought that's an important skill she's going to need, you know, when she grows up to, you know, when she goes to buy something, she needs to know how to count money, right? Um, but now, she's totally counting bills, coins, making change. Uh, she she loves to uh, do her own shopping now. So we go to the grocery store together. And she gets her own cart, and she likes to use her own money. And um, she totally has has the 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 money thing down, and. You know, maybe one of the most amazing things is she's starting to talk about her future, which she didn't have a concept about her future before. She was in the moment, right?
0: Sure.
2: Um, She's bringing up things like, um, Mom, when I get a job and move out, she thinks stuff like that. So it's, you know, it's like, wow. It's kind of like when your kids are really little and every day they do something that something new they never did before. I never had that with Jalen until now. So it's, it's it's just remarkable.
0: Because um, yeah, so you go then, through a lot of phases in life and you start to like unlock things just because, you know, one of the yeah. things that I've said about myself is I'm happy what all happened to me. A lot of it happened when I was a kid because I didn't know much, whereas now I actually yeah. know a lot and I have actual depression and anxiety and if if my skin just started falling off and I'm in immense pain and I'm crying and all these things, like, it would be a, a much more traumatic situation than it would have been then because then I was still relatively happy. I was in pain. I'd cry and I'd yeah. I'd, I'd get over it. But, like, as long as I had my toys and my family was around, I was all right. right. So, there's, yeah, there's periods yes. of your life. Kids where, are
2: amazing
1: that way.
0: Yeah. You're very resilient. But, like, you, when you get older, you know, become a teenager, there's a lot of things. There's just certain parts of you you just unlock and it's it's a lot like a video mm-hmm. game and you just start to open you know your brain just starts to expand and there's just all these more and more experiences add to it and you're just like oh okay now this is why I feel the way I do because of this and oh now I I mean puberty and all these things come into play and you're like oh like this life is just totally different and because for a long oh, time yeah. you have the training wheels on where you you know you're right. going to school and your parents are taking care of you and then there's a point where you hit whether it's 18 or whatever And you start to like, oh, future and oh, girls and all these things, Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh my goodness, I I need to, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. don't even want to be near my parents. They were the coolest thing in the world, Mm -hmm. and now it's like I want to be my own thing. And (laughs) and then that's normal. Yeah, Yeah, but then you go through then you go through a phase of being around women and maybe or you know whatever you're dating, and then maybe you have kids, and then you realize it comes full Mm -hmm. circle because now you know what your parents went through. And so it's a, right. it's a whole thing. Yeah, it's, it's so many things. It's a cycle,
2: things. like you said. Yeah, and I, don't, I, don't, I didn't appreciate my mom and my dad, especially my mom, until I started having babies. And then my mom just became like my best friend, you know. And prior to that, I loved my parents dearly, but I, in my mind, I kind of concentrated on, you know, their mistakes and their faults. And sort of, I guess, kind of subconsciously maybe blamed them for some of my issues, you know, because, you know, whatever. Um, But then you have kids and you gain an understanding that, you know, there are no perfect people. There are no perfect parents. I know they were doing the best that they could at the time with what they had to work with and with what they knew. They loved us, you know. That's the main thing. Um. And so you're right, it comes full circle. And when I started having children, my mom became my best friend. And so I was very blessed, you know, for for a few decades to have have my mom just be, you know, number one right there, my, my biggest supporter. And um, and she passed away a few years ago. Oh, and yeah. I only wish, yeah, thank you. I only wish that I, I knew about these products at the time because now I see people on these products with the same kind of issues that she died from and you know they're having like complete turnarounds and it's taking care of it i didn't have it but that's okay you know that's okay we we just work with what we have when we have it do the best we can and hopefully we're always growing right and always learning and always improving and we can't beat ourselves up for the past and and for things we did because we didn't know any better you know, when you know better, you do better.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, like, yeah, for me, like, so I, mean, I talked to you a little bit about it the other day. It was that so I recently got fired like a month and a half ago and I'm bringing it up only because, um, you know, back in the day, like years and years ago, things like that would have affected me traumatically. Like I would have just been devastated. Yeah. Oh, my God, life's over, blah, 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 because blah, my anxiety would have taken over. And I'm not saying it didn't bug me at all. It did. I was there for eight and a half years. and I'm still trying to find another job. But I've been looking at like, I've, because I've had this time to heal and 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 not just heal from that, but heal from a lot of things in life. Because like I said, life went moves so quickly and we don't really get a time to just kind of sit and relax. And so this last like month and a half, I've been kind of, though I've been putting in work to try to get another job and whatever, but I've also been trying to clean the house up. I've been trying to just do things Aww. I wouldn't normally do. And I've been working yeah. on me like immensely. Like I've, I've been using my whiteboard where I just write down like typical tasks that I should do. Whether it's even it's just like, hey, do the podcast interview, or let's say, I you know in like a week or so, I want to check on you. And I know I'll probably procrastinate until like weeks go by, and I'm like, oh my god, I never checked on her. So like I'll just mm-hmm. write it on the board, and I'll just say text Diana mm-hmm. and then I can mm-hmm. write a checkmark next to it that day because I did it. Um, and, yeah. and and so mm-hmm. what I was getting at is that. <clears throat> when when things like this happen um you know so i lose my job so sure it's it, it's not it's not you know something that's just oh my god just get over it it is something that can be a, a, sm- a small amount of traumatic uh, tra- you know can be traumatizing to some mm-hmm. degree because i was there eight and a half mm-hmm. years and you know now trying to find another job in a world where people with disabilities aren't accepted the way they should be but mm-hmm. when i look at it now this is more of like a more evolved more intelligent and mature me i'm looking at it like okay On a scale from 1 to 10, what is it? Well, I don't know unless I compare it to a 10. And so I go, okay, Mm. in the hospital, nearly dying, no skin, Mm. my vision is going rapidly, that's pretty much a 10 on anyone's scale. So then I go, I compare that to this. What is this? Well, this is at best a 2. So then it's like, oh, okay, it really downsized it tremendously because now I'm like, all right, this Mm. sucks. But then Mm -hmm. I I even took it a step further where about – Eight and a half years ago, before I moved up here, my mom was kind of selling the house and she basically said, you can move in with me or basically, you know, you'll have to find another route. And I was my back was against the corner, you know, in a corner and I had to fight my way out. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what do I do? Mm -hmm. And so I had to pull out Mm -hmm. not only a place to stay, also a job. And and so like, okay, if I compare it to that and not only that, I had to I moved Mm -hmm. three and a half hours away. Whereas this, mm-hmm. I can stay in the same area I'm at. All I got to do, I don't have to pull out a place to live. I have that. I just have to pull a job mm-hmm. out of my ass. So it's like, yeah. okay, in comparison to that, this is fifty percent, fifty percent, you know, easier to deal with and manageable. So it's like you just start, you yeah. start doing things like that where you start to realize mm-hmm. you can manage. So it's like for you, obviously, you know. For f- just for physical reasons for yourself and how much chronic pain and things you've gone through, you know the the days that are tens. At the same time, mm-hmm. you also know the days that with your daughter, what were tens, like right uh-huh. off the scale. You know, you know, her going up and hugging strangers, and you know, yeah. backing the car up and at random moments and things. But like, you know, those are really bad days. So like even yeah. when she has a setback, where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, she's not herself, like totally where she was yesterday. It's like, well, it's not, it's not you know, backing the car up in a garage. It's just, yeah. it's just, right. it, it's, it's not great, but it's like, you know, it's a setback. It's just, but it's a small right. setback at that.
2: Right, that's, that's so true. It's all our perspective, right? Yeah. We have to step back. That's a great coping skill that you've developed. Yeah, thank where you. Where you compare, you know, you've taken like the tens, the, the ten, the trauma that are tens, and you're comparing your current situation I I do something like this. I say, okay, I'm at the end of my life and I'm looking back to this, you know, incident right now. Is it even important? Is it something I'm even going to remember? Not really. (laughs) Right. I mean, nobody's died. You know, this is, this is going to be fixed and I'm going to think about it a year from now. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that and i would just say you know you're using your time wisely you know this time off and i commend you for that because um yeah you know, you're gonna be so much better off for it when this next season is upon you and you go into whatever it is that you're going to be doing uh you're going to be in a much better place than you were before so yeah. good job on that
0: yeah physically i'm healing because it was a lot of wear and tear because it, it was you know a factory type job and it was a lot of lifting yeah and i'm i'm not a big guy so I, you know but i always proved myself that i can hang with anyone but then yeah. and then mentally like that's the part where i'm really like there's things that i'm saying that i wouldn't normally say like i'm not like a super religious person but i've developed a lot of faith in between this time um yeah. i've been like over, like way more positive about the situation where i'm actually saying like when i like it was the day after i got fired and i'm saying you know i think that was the best thing that could have happened to me And that's not something I would have said two years ago, even.
2: Right. To be able to say that, hey, I got fired once, right when all this hit me. And when I was 22 and I'd been working at this place for a few years and, um, you know, my my job back then was my life because I moved away from my home state and I started life in this big city by myself when I was 17. And so I'd been, um, you know, went to work and I was, you know, carving a life out for myself and I got slammed with this thing. And, you know, um, where I was, you know, I couldn't stay awake and, and nobody knew what was going on with me. I ended up getting fired from that job. And it was one of the most traumatic things I have ever experienced. It was actually, it was, it was devastating for me at that time. Of course I was young. I, you know, that's how it, that's how I, you know, how it affected me back then. I would, I would hope to you know, I'd like to believe it wouldn't at this time in my life. I don't believe it would because I, I truly have developed faith as well through the years. And I trust God, um, with the good and the bad. And I trust that everything's working out for my good. And even if I can't see it and I can't tell you what peace that gives me. Right. And so even, even as I was going through, you know, my life with all the challenges and there, you know, there were quite a few, (laughs) you know, in the mix besides these, um, a husband who became disabled. He was an only child, and uh, his elderly parents both became disabled. So I was taking care of everybody. And during that time, I got pregnant with my daughter, Jalen. I was 41. I wasn't expecting that. And, um, and then she was born with issues. And I had all these people relying on me. And plus, I had two other children. And I just thought, that was the only time in my life I thought, you know, once I had Jalen and Uh, The challenges were just so intense because she wouldn't eat. I mean, what do you do with a baby that's supposed to be eating every couple of hours and won't eat? Like, if that goes on very long, she could die, right? I mean, it was the first time in my life I thought, first time in my life I thought, I might not make it. Yeah. might not be able to make it, you know, but God saw me through. He did. And he has, you know, all this time and things have worked together for good because I'm so much stronger. You know, I'm a different person. I have so much compassion for people in so many walks of life dealing with so many things and I'm naturally an encourager. That's my gift. And, um, you know, I, I'm blessed to to bless others. You know, that's, that's, that's what I live for. And and that's what really keeps me going. And I'm just so grateful for really everything in my life. I can say that now, like you can
0: right? Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just all that, that moment where you, you know, where it's just life it seems to be slipping away and it's just you're drowning in your your yeah. depression and your anxiety and then some yeah. something just kind of there's just Pulled that small out. little light that you're just holding on to and you're just like all right there's that and it's, it's like you're at the bottom of the like the steps mm-hmm. but the steps it's like a billion steps and you're like i don't know how i'm gonna mm-hmm. get up there there's no way i can make it mm-hmm. and then you're like right. after a while you're like okay i've already done a Oh, that wasn't so mm-hmm. bad and then you oh, now I've done a thousand, and then you just you start moving, and it,
1: thats right.
0: You still the light gets a little bigger. It's still pretty far away, but you're still moving, and
1: um, that's right.
0: Yeah,
2: that's right. So you're not where you want to be, but you're not where you used to be, right?
0: Oh yeah, that, and, that's yeah. And does evident, anybody yeah.
2: expect perfection from us? No. No. As long as we just keep putting one foot in front of the other, and we just keep moving forward with what we know, you know, and then if when we blow it, because we will. As humans, we just we have to forgive ourselves and we just have to get back up and just keep going. Well,
1: you know? that, yeah. just,
2: today, we're going to put that foot in front of the other again. I'm not going to think about how I really blew it yesterday. You know, today's a new day. And so, again, that's just a choice. Right. And that's why I love your show, Thanks. because um, giving people the opportunity to share and and people who are struggling with things so much worse than I ever struggled with. You know, just, just, I hope that people are receiving hope, you know, and being encouraged. And that's what it's all about, right? We're all in our, on our own journey, right? But Mm -hmm. we can't make it alone. Those are the people that don't make it. The people that are alone. So I'm like you, I don't want anybody to ever feel they're alone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I try to use my resiliency. Like, there's there's so many moments where, especially even lately, just been trying to figure out. Like, there's been moments where I'm like, "How are you still standing? Like, what is it? What is it? A, why? What are you holding on to?" Because there was moments where there was periods in my life that I didn't know why I was alive, or or I mm-hmm. I hold on. I I was I, I've said this multiple times where I I was holding on just to the fact because I didn't want my mom and my grandma to find me dead. But like oh. over, that was the only reasons why I was hanging in there, and then you know but I, you, I kept yeah. grasping on the little things and, and now however many years later I'm still here and I have more things to be proud of and more things to hold on to yeah. but that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to it's just you don't know mm. how resilient you are until you're challenged and that's then right. and then you're challenged again and again and again and you just keep getting up and at some point mm-hmm. like you just keep getting punched but it's like that didn't really mm. hurt that much and then that's someone, right. someone will look stronger. at you like well, well what's wrong with you like you're you, you know whatever you just got dumped or this and this and it's like yeah but like i was on my deathbed at one point like this sucks mm-hmm. but like
1: it stings
0: right? but like i'll i'll just after a week this you know is just gonna, gonna go away it. i'm gonna heal from this nice, nice and quickly this isn't i didn't tear my acl you just punched me in the face like this is fine yeah um
2: well that's one one thing about getting older and
0: experiencing
2: life you figure out, you know, these things that happen when we're real young, they seem like the end of the world, like a breakup, right? Yeah. One of awful. the hardest things people go through, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many other things. But, you know, at the time when you're going through it, and like me when I was like 23 or 20, yeah, something like that, when I got fired, my goodness, it seemed like the end of the world. I felt completely rejected, like I am I must be a horrible person, you know, didn't even want to even try to, to get into that line of work again because I felt like I can't cut it because I got fired um, yeah. but you know as you grow older and you go through these things you get stronger like you said more resilient It's one of the real benefits of getting older I'll tell you what
0: yeah so that's yeah I and mean, that's why I try to tackle every side of what mental health is because it, like I think so many people talk about it on the surface level but there's so many points to it and there's mm-hmm. a lot of it's that's just based so on experience in life and you know, there's
2: And everybody's yeah. different.
0: Yeah. Every
2: single person has their you know, their own story, their own challenges. Yeah. But but people need to understand that nobody gets away scot free in this life. Yeah, you yeah. know, I remember believing that, you know, other people had a great life and they were happy and you know, every day was just joyful and everything worked for them and what was wrong with me? Why was my life so challenging, so hard? Why were things not working for me? It made me feel like there's something wrong with me. You know, I, I've, I've grown to understand it just simply wasn't true. You know, even as an adult now, 57 years old, um, you know, when I'm out and about, I'm sure I look like I have it all well put together, right? Yeah. Like people do. Oh, yeah. But, you know, until you really know what people are dealing with, you don't know. But they are. Everybody is dealing with stuff. I don't care how much money they have. Everybody thinks, oh, if I just had enough money, you know, I'd be happy. I wouldn't have issues because then I could, you know, buy things, buy help, do whatever I need. No, that's not true. Some of the most miserable people are the ones with the most money. We know that. Yeah. So. And
0: there's a lot of people smiling right through their teeth like they're hurting. And I've, right. I've been there. I've just, I've been hurting. in some really right. lost places where it's like, I, I just want one good interaction. But like one really bad interaction can make me want to throw myself into traffic. And it, it sounds awful, but that's how I was feeling at one point because I just wanted someone right. to just say, hey, TJ, you look nice today or, or whatever. Or give me a hug or a handshake or right. just someone just saying, right. good morning, sir.
2: Right, isn't it amazing how little can bring us up? Yeah. Is someone's kindness.
1: Yeah, is, for sure. Because
2: it makes you feel like you matter, like somebody cares to yeah. say hello, good morning? That's a nice shirt, you know,
1: something.
0: Anytime I see somebody in a wheelchair with a a cane or anything, I immediately just like, especially if they're struggling, like at the grocery store trying to reach something, like, do you need me to reach something? Even if I'm like, they could be taller than me. I'm like, I will climb Mm -hmm. this thing to get it. Like, what do you need? Just because I, I get how hard it is. But I also... I, the only thing I worry about is because I don't want them to think that I'm trying to take away from, like, their independency. Because, like, I get, right? because like, there's a part of me where I know people have reached out, like, well, you can't see, you know, and I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm independent. I can do this. But I, I want them to kind of understand, like, I'm just trying to help you. Like, if you can do it, do it. But, like, if you just want sure. some help, don't, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take much to ask. I'm here. Right,
2: right. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, you have like the perspective there
0: yeah thanks so we actually before we kind of wrap this up we have to kind of talk about your product and like how yeah, how jalen got better really
2: okay well i i was just going to tell you um not only did jalen experience like a total turnaround um i did as well so i'll just really quickly tell you what happened with me and then i'll just tell you a little bit about this and if you have anyone that's interested in learning more i'll, I'll let them know my website okay sure um So is that okay?
0: Yeah, please. No, absolutely.
2: Okay, great. So um, to my amazement, it worked equally as well for me. Um, And since then, uh, every one of my friends and family members who have tried it as well. And what I found is that pretty much everyone, like we talked about earlier, is suffering with with health concerns now, even young people who in the past, if you were in your 20s, typically you didn't have any health issues. And now I find that my kids and all their friends in their 20s, they all have health issues. It's, you know, I don't know what to make of it exactly. I have my, my thoughts. Um, but everybody's suffering. So I started sleeping uh, through the night. At first I thought it was a fluke. And then it was consistent. I knew it wasn't a fluke. Uh, my energy went through the roof. Okay, so you know that was my main issue for decades. I had no energy. And you know how hard everything is to do in life when you have no energy? Uh-huh. I didn't even want to take caffeine. I didn't really want to. I had all the energy I wanted, and it was the first time in my adult life. And it felt so good. My body quit hurting, and the crashes stopped. Those daily crashes, they stopped. It was life-changing. i have been dealing with those forever. And I no longer had to, like, you know, survive each day. I was just, like, kind of thriving each day. Which did wonders on my, you know, anxiety and and you know depression when that would hit me. It's just like life, just like everything looked new and bright. The future looked bright because I felt good. Like the whole trajectory had changed, besides what was going on with Jalen. Like I cannot still hardly wrap my mind around either one of those things, but it's the truth. So I I currently feel better. Uh, now than I have my entire adult life. Because remember, this all hit me when I was 22.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I've never experienced life feeling normal, having normal energy, being able to plan your day and know that you're not going to crash and worry about that and how you're going to get through that. I don't have to do that anymore. So that is basically why I'm on this mission to share, uh, share my story with as many people as possible because I believe uh, there's not anyone who wouldn't benefit immensely from this. So a little bit about what this is, okay, I can't say much, we, uh, we have to be careful about what we, you know, the claims we make FDA is like, mm, we can't say that, can't say that, even though, um, you know, we have uh, patents and clinical studies, you know, I'll, and I'll tell you about that in a minute, we have to be careful about what we what we actually say, but it's all on my website so people can see it there. So um, it's drug-free, it's affordable, it's wearable technology. Uh, there are over 100 clinical studies on it, over 150 patents on this. The company started in 2004, so it's going on 20 years next year. But this this product it's, um, causes cell activation. It, it was only introduced in 2019, this one. And so that's why most people haven't heard about it yet but I guarantee you will because of what it does. It's spreading like wildfire. So currently there are over a million dollars in sales per day. We're in 70 countries and you know, darn well, this would not be selling and people wouldn't be wanting it like this if it wasn't working. But the, but the results that I told you about with me and my daughter, uh, my daughter, I have other daughters too, and they also are having results, but Jalen's my main one. Hmm. Um, Everybody's experiencing the same kind of thing. That's why it's just spreading like this. So, if you have uh, any viewers, anybody who'd like more information, they can go to my website. I'd be happy to consult with anyone um, and give them more information just personally, one on one. There's a place on my website where you can schedule an appointment. And um, my website is J Vision, J A E, Vision, B I S I O N dot com. J A E, Vision.com, and there you'll find everything about it. All right, there,
0: awesome! Yeah, yeah, please, please go check that out. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think there's so many things out there that are helping people, it's just there's just too much to choose from, and there's a lot of things that, yeah, like if, if you know the government or whoever doesn't you know, clarify it as something that's, cause there's so many things that they will say works and doesn't work. And there's just so much medication that really is really harmful to you, but they will allow mm-hmm. that. And it's just, it's so much. And you, and even like, you know, something like marijuana, well, like a lot of people use <laughs> that for chronic pain and it helps, but because there's so much propaganda against it and I don't smoke, but there's so much propaganda against it that it's like, Oh well no, this, you know, and like, and we're getting closer to where we're going to fully legalize it, I think. But like, it, it's silly. Like it should have been. It should have probably never been illegal because it's like people smoke right. cigarettes, and that's awful for you. Vaping's right. awful that's, for you.
2: Well, so you know, it's a business, TJ, as you
0: know. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: And so anything that's going to take away from business is, is not going to be allowed. I just heard yesterday that um, the uh, owners of Palm, that pomegranate juice, it's really big. You know, it's in those cool little bottles um mm-hmm. they are now being regulated and they can't even say what the benefits of pomegranates are can you imagine that? it's fruit hello but in, and essential oils same thing you cannot those people who sell those essential oils they are not allowed to make claims they can't say they can't tell what it does you know but we know what what these things can do and same with cbd and this kind of thing so anything that is not going to benefit the industry is going to be shut down that's fine People are still going to tell people, and that's why it's important to me that I share. Yeah, for sure. Because you're not going to find this information anywhere else. You're not going to get it from your doctor, that's for sure. You're not going to see it on a store shelf. It's got to be people telling people and people seeing, you know, what it's doing through, you know, their family. That's what happened with me. I had no intention of getting into this. I already had a business um but when people around us started seeing what what was happening with us and then the first person that I wanted to get on it was my cousin who was dying from a, a from something I can't even I'm not even supposed to say right I mean our our we've been gagged I can't I'm not even supposed to mention a disease right but um so he was dying. It had to do with Vietnam and Agent Orange way back when. And he was on his deathbed. So I just immediately said, you know, please try this. And he said, Venus, send me whatever he's got. And so I did. And he got out of his deathbed. He went to Hawaii with my dad a month later to realize his dream of visiting Pearl Harbor. Um, he he got his cows back. He had sold all the cows on his ranch because, you know, he's preparing to die and he didn't want to leave his wife with all that burden. He's got his cows back. He says, he feels like the clock has been turned back 20 years. Okay. So when people around him, around me, around Jalen saw what was happening, you know, we were just kind of inundated. I was with, how do I get this? How do I get this? I need to try this. And then, then they got on it. They experienced results Then people around them. And then boom, I mean, it just, it just organically happened that this became my primary focus. And um, that's pretty much what I do full time right now. And I've never enjoyed doing anything more in my life than, than this because of the results you know, that I see. And every day you know, I get reports from people telling me uh, things that are changing in their bodies that really are considered medically impossible. I mean, if you think about what happened with Jalen, with me, with my cousin. These things cannot happen. You know, once you are in the decline, they'll give you medications to deal with your symptoms, but you're still in decline. And most people know the outcome. The trajectory is heading one way. And it's scary. And and for people to have hope, you know, to hear your story and then go, My gosh, is it is it it sounds too good to be true. But hopefully people can hear My genuineness, if I can say that, that this is for real, and that, you know, the passion that I have to get this word out while we still can, you know, Um, because it it gives people hope. And then when they they try it for themselves and they actually experience it, it just doesn't get any better than that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got to try to not get lost in the whole like salesman pitch because people are like, oh, she's just trying to sell me something. Yeah, but then there's nope. yeah.
2: That's why I just tell my story.
0: Sure, exactly. That's why
2: I just tell my story. You know, I since then since like February when I first started talking about it, um I have over four hundred people. These are just these are just people that I know and people that they know. I haven't you're the first person I've talked to like this. I told you that. This is the first interview I've ever had. Um and the reason I'm doing it is because because the FDA is kind of cracking down, you know, uh, on these types of things that are really helping people. I sort of feel like it's kind of now or never to get the word out. Like I might not be able to to do this kind of thing, you know? And so that's why it's important to me, why I reached out to you to find out if, you know, this might be something that you feel would benefit your audience and to share my story, because I can certainly relate with, you know yours and yeah. with what a lot of your people are experiencing so I'm glad that you agreed and I thank you very much for letting me come on
0: yeah for sure anytime um, I'm happy we got to know each other obviously we can keep in touch and stay friends and support each other yeah um, I did would like we, that did we cover everything you wanted to cover
2: yes I think I covered everything
0: that's awesome um, yeah so again we'll don't hang up because I'll end it, but, um, okay. but yeah, thank you for coming on. And, um, like I said, it, uh, I really enjoyed the conversation.
2: Thank you.